This edition of The Standard is brought to you by the AXA Startup Angel Competition. I'm Sharma Dean Reed, founder and CEO of The Stack World, and I'm here to help you turn your business dream into reality. There are six chances to win the competition, including two top prizes of £25,000, mentoring from myself and leading UK founders, plus business insurance for a year, thanks to AXA. Go to standard.co.uk forward slash AXA Startup Angel for details on how to enter and complete your entry by the 2nd of June, 2024. Good luck. ES Audio. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm Mark Blunden and this is The Leader. Life is a cabaret, old chum. That's what the legendary Liza Minnelli sang back in 1972. Yes, can you believe it? And while London might not feel like much of a good time town right now, Eddie Redmayne and co are bringing the party. Now Redmayne, Jesse Buckley and Omari Douglas are leading a stellar cast in a revival of Cabaret at the Playhouse Theatre that's enjoying some considerable buzz. It's not Redmayne's first time in the role of MC. I did a, a student production at the Edinburgh Festival when I was about 18 years old. And my memory of it is sort of running up and down the Royal Mile, dressed in latex and PVC, <laughs> flyering, trying to persuade people to come. Uh, and, and, and I had the most wonderful time. It's the most brilliant musical and it's a piece about leaving your troubles outside and just having kind of a formidable entertaining evening and so i thought um yeah it was always a dream to do it again he was speaking in an interview on the zoe ball breakfast show on bbc radio 2 and bbc sounds we're joined by nick curtis the evening standard chief theater critic who was garlanded cabaret with a rare five-star review so nick why the top spot I very, very rarely give five-star ratings because I think that basically means you're saying that a production is perfect or very near to it. And those things come around once in a blue moon. But this, I think, was one of those shows that you see once every 10 years, maybe sometimes once in a lifetime. And I just felt it functioned brilliantly on every single level. It was originally created in 1966, Cabaret. This felt very loyal to the original spirit of the production. It also felt incredibly modern. It felt incredibly exciting, quite transgressive and inventive. They've taken this Victorian theatre, the Playhouse, and completely sort of rebuilt it inside and turned it into a 1929 Berlin nightclub. You've got Eddie Redmayne playing the MC and Jesse Buckley playing Sally Bowles, who both are extraordinary, turning extraordinary performances. I do think Buckley in particular is one of our most talented singers and actresses. So I just found it very, very hard to fault on any level, except possibly ticket prices. And for the uninitiated, what's Cabaret all about? So the story of the book is basically his trawl through the louche underbelly of Berlin, having a high old time, but aware that it's all about to come crashing down. Um, and it's a portrait of the sort of people he met around that around that time, particularly this character of Sally Bowles, who is an English would-be singer, who's actually not very good, who's um, addicted to sex and to booze and is probably going to be dead by the age of 30, and about the sort of affair that they have. In 1966, it was turned into a musical by John Kander and Fred Ebb, and uh, a chap called Masterhoff, who wrote the book for it, who very rarely gets a look in. It's usually referred to as a Kander and Ebb musical was a huge success on London and Broadway and then turned into a film famously with Liza Minnelli 
Michael York and Joel Gray in 1972. It's been revived a number of times since, and every every time every every revival has to sort of cope with the spectre of the film. And more recent revivals have had to cope with a Donmar production with Alan Cumming as the MC, which looms large in people's minds. How has the Playhouse Theatre been transformed into this vision of the infamous Kit Kat Club in 1920s Weimar Germany? The stage is now in the sort of centre of the audience and it's circular and it has two revolves in it. So at various times you've got things shooting up through the middle of the stage, including uh, including Redmayne's character. Quite often he sort of pops up like a king rat out of the middle of the set. Um, and the whole thing feels a bit like a fever dream really. It's not authentically 1920s. The costumes are a sort of mix and match of an idea of of 30s decadence. What's your view on how the show, the script and casting has moved with the times? Well, I think in some ways Cabaret was quite ahead of its time, really, in in the 60s, in that it portrays a world of very fluid sexuality, let's put it that way, and that's something that the current revival can really play up to and play with. For instance, the dancers in the film, I think, are all female. Here they are some male, some female, some gender fluid, um, some using the pronouns they, them. Um, it's interesting we're starting to see that in uh, theatre programmes now that people are, are putting their chosen pronouns or, or their preferred pronouns by their um, biographies. I'm not sure the language has really changed that much since the 60s or needs to change that much. Um, it's more, I suppose, each time Cabaret is reinvented, it's it's the look and the atmosphere of it that has changed. Um and which aspects of it you you play up, whether you you play up the sort of the hedonistic enjoyment or the sense of looming threat. And I think the, one of the beauties of this production is that it manages to achieve a really quite perfect balance between the two. Our choreographer is this extraordinary woman called Julia Cheng. We were both terrified about dancing. She did this amazing thing of kind of spending lots of time with us to work out how we kind of move and, and, and use that to inform some of the stuff we're doing. So we have had the most wonderful time. We just hope we can uh, put that across. How do you rate Redmayne's performance? This is kind of a departure for him, but I think he is an actor who always challenges himself uh, on stage and on screen, as well as appearing in blockbusters. He's always done very interesting art house projects like The Danish Girl, which I know is slightly controversial nowadays. Um, but on stage as well, he's come back to do Shakespeare Here he's playing this very twisted, um, malevolent, androgynous character of um, the MC who basically holds the whole thing together. He's not in in a sense really a character. You don't learn much about him as you do about Sally Bowles. He's just an embodiment of the sort of best and worst of that world, I suppose. The excitement and the transgression, but also the danger and uh, and the threat. Um, and it's an extraordinary performance, extraordinary physical performance. He sort of contorts himself into into amazing shapes, and he has some amazing costumes as well. And of course, the MC is just a small part of the show. How do the main cast shape up? Well, I'd have to say, I think to be honest, that the MC really is a is a supporting role. The the two main characters are Sally Bowles and Cliff, who is the the writer character based on Christopher Isherwood, um, who wrote the original story. He's a bit of a thin character, really. It all revolves around Sally Bowles, who is this tragic, tragic heroine and a bit of a, she's a difficult part to play because she's supposed to be a mediocre singer, but you really need an extraordinarily good singer to play her. So you have to be able to sing the songs well, but somehow imply the fact that she is a doomed and self-deluding 
character. And it's that's something that Jesse Buckley manages extraordinarily well. Um, many people may know the song, maybe this time, which is Sally Bowles' great sort of slow building anthem of maybe this time, which she'll be lucky in love. She'll be, you know, maybe it'll finally work for her. Maybe she'll get the breaks. She delivers this to Cliff under a spotlight, without shoes on, with her arms folded, wearing a dressing gown, just with her hair in a choppy bob and no makeup on. And it's just the most extraordinary moving moment, probably on the London stage at the moment. Most importantly for a lot of fans, it's about the music. How do you assess the quality of the tunes by John Kander? The uh, orchestra is female-led. Um, I think about 60% of them, including the, the orchestra leader, are, are women or non, not men, put it that way. I thought they were pretty much impeccable, I think. And, and the dancers as well, I think, are extraordinary, given the, the fairly limited circular stage that they get to work on and the fact that they have to weave their way in and out of the, of the audience to get on and off stage. Um, I think the, the choreography and uh, the musicality of this are, are pretty much impeccable and extraordinary. Read Nick's review in the culture and theatre sections of the Evening Standards website at standard.co.uk. That's the leader. We're back on Monday at 4 pm. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers, and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now, wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.